I wanted to open up a conversation with Tasha Kiridan, columnist for uh, the National Post, amongst other things. And she writes a column today where she hatches her own theory of where political extremism is coming from and why it's so it's, you know, on hyperfuel these days. Tasha, it's nice to have you. Good morning. Oh, nice to be here, John. Thank you. Well, let's start by defining what we see as political extremism. Uh, you actually opened by describing the sort of this incredible chasm between people who seem to understand that somebody tried to kill Nancy Pelosi's husband and other people who are insisting the whole thing was some sort of strange setup and that he was, you know, uh, there was a gay lover in the house who decided to take his attack. And you're trying to get to the roots of why people believe stupid things. Exactly. Um, there's all sorts of conspiracies floating around. I mean, conspiracies are not new, but the, the hyper, as you said, the hyper drive of conspiracy theory, especially online, you have to wonder, you know, why are people so ready to accept this? Why do people accept things? The alternate alternative facts, as Donald Trump um, famously coined them, or his, his uh, spokesperson famously coined them early in his presidency, why has that become so acceptable to people? And one of the theories that um, that I looked into, um, I was at a conference last week in Halifax where uh, Dominic Cardi, the former education minister in New Brunswick, raised the fact that almost half of New Brunswickers are functionally illiterate. I couldn't believe this, so I looked into it, and what I found is actually, yes, um, 54% of American adults, 48% of Canadian adults, cannot read or write at a sixth grade level. They are below that in terms of literacy. And if you're at that level, you're considered functionally illiterate because those skills are not adequate to do the things you need to do to be successful in the current, you know, the current uh, modern society that we live in. I was shocked by this, but it made me think, well, if you cannot read and write, if you cannot decipher information, which we are now bombarded with everywhere we look, right? Online, it's become an information superhighway. How do you decipher what's true and what's not? How do you make those judgments? You can't. You rely on other people to tell you what is true or show you by video, right? We've become a video-obsessed society. Well, it actually it compounds the problem. The less you do reading and writing, the less you use those skills, the more they atrophy. And we're not talking here about kids just out of high school, you know, complaining they can't read and write. We're talking about adults who in some cases have worked maybe 20 years in a manufacturing job, for example, where they didn't use a lot of literacy skills and they actually lost them over time. And they are left now in a situation where they aren't able to make the complex judgments or read things the way that people with higher literary skills were, and they are prone to misinformation and manipulation by people who would put it out there. I would think, though, that there has to be a co-variable here because this level of illiteracy has probably prevailed for a good long time. So there has to be a will to believe silly things in order to inform political opinions you've already arrived at. Well, yes and no. A Canadian literacy rate has actually declined. Um, it's gone from 42% a decade ago to 48% now. And you see similar increases in the United States. Um, it's, not, it's not a phenomenon unique to here either. In Brazil, interestingly enough, um, Bolsonaro complained that Lula manipulated illiterate populations in certain states to win the presidency by fooling them with disinformation. So it is not something that is um, unique to our situation. It is something that is actually on the rise. Illiteracy is a global problem. Um, but what it does is that, I think, yes, people in desperate circumstances are more willing to believe things. And I think we're, we're living in a, a terrible time post-pandemic. People's lives have been completely upended. Many people economically are at their wit's end within inflation and other things. So 
that heightens things. I agree. There's a certain, there's a certain desperation. When you're desperate, um, you may choose to believe things or want solutions that seem, you know, reasonable. If someone sells them to you, you say, you know what, that guy's right. And also to trust things. You trust the messenger, you're more likely to believe it. So if it's your mother on Facebook or if it's a politician like Donald Trump that you have faith in, you're more likely to give credence to things even if they are completely bonkers. Tasha, interesting uh, stuff. Thank you very much for this. Always a pleasure. Thank you, John. Have a great day.